Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk travel every weekend. So nice to have you in the house with us this weekend. I hope you and your loved ones are staying dry and out of harm's way. In a few minutes, we're going to talk with a travel insurance specialist about how travel insurance covers or doesn't cover hurricanes that interrupt travel. Then we're going to take a big-picture look at airline fares and ask if the quick rise of those fares over the last year is ending. You know, fares have really shot up in the last 12, 15 months. Uh, I want to know what direction uh, our air, the airfares are headed for in the next few months. In fact, for the next year, we'll talk to a guy who can give us an idea of that. And uh, can you deduct some of your expenses when you travel? Many people think they can and they're wrong. Others think they can't. They may be wrong as well. I'll talk with a traveler who's also a certified public accountant in Chicago. Her name is Patty Moss. Stay tuned to see if Uncle Sam might pick up some of the expenses on your next trip. Then we'll chat with our favorite pilot, Patrick Smith, about whether today's modern planes can really fly themselves. Obviously, I'll also ask him uh, how he thinks uh, the U.S. airlines have played this uh, weekend's hurricane, if they played this weekend's hurricane correctly. I don't think they have. First, a quick look at the news. I'm not uh, really going to belabor the weekend's major story on Irene. I covered much of that in the show's first hour, and because many of our stations time shift this show uh, uh, beyond its uh, live broadcast time of 10 to noon Eastern on Saturday, you know there are dozens of better news sources for the very latest news on airline cancellations and other factors, particularly if it's uh, Saturday afternoon or Sunday during the day or evening. I will say, you know, I'm getting more and more cautious about suggesting Americans head off to Mexico for holidays. I've been sort of a big supporter of Mexico, saying, look, it's a big country, the drug violence is localized, just don't go to the border areas. Uh, and I still say, you know, Cabo San Lucas and Cancun, most of Puerto Vallarta, that's a word I didn't have to use before, uh, are, those areas are largely insulated from that brutal drug violence in other parts of the country. But earlier this month, the murders of a number of people whose bodies were found in unspeakable condition in Acapulco and this week's international burning of a casino in Monterey that left more than 50 people dead suggests a country in deep trouble. Exercise caution if you're going to visit Mexico. Uh, as I said at the close of the last hour, there's no definitive word in D.C. when the Washington Monument might reopen for visitors following the discovery of cracks in its structure after that uh, uh, that earthquake that surprised the East Coast this past week. Uh, but when the situation, when the weather situation clears, uh, I'd say beginning by Monday, don't cross D.C. off your list. The Smithsonian and all the other popular tourist sites are just fine. John Cook is the owner of QuoteRight.com. It's an online travel insurance comparative site. It's a site that lets you compare uh, offerings of policies from different companies offering trip and travel insurance. And believe me, there are differences in those policies. Uh, the mass cancellation of flights due to the weather on the East Coast and, and, and uh, earlier in Nassau uh, and the Bahamas sort of begs the question of whether or not travel insurance will cover you when a hurricane disrupts your travel plans. That's why we asked John Cook to join us. Welcome to the show, John. Nice to have you here. Well, nice to be asked to be uh, to join you. Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one asking you this 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 weekend. I bought travel insurance. John, am I covered? What's the deal with hurricanes and travel and trip insurance? Most travel insurance policies do cover natural disasters and hurricanes, adverse weather. However, there are usually specific requirements that have to be met. 
And there's usually only three or four benefits that may come into play. Under most travel insurance policies, you have a benefit called trip cancellation. That's if the trip has to be canceled because of adverse weather. By, or by you or by disaster. the airline? It's, or- by, it's by you, uh, but it's caused because the airline has canceled their flights. Okay. Okay, and a lot of travel insurance policies require that there be a complete cessation of services of your common carrier for at least 24 consecutive hours. They also may say that if your destination or your home is made uninhabitable because of a hurricane or a natural disaster, then you can cancel or interrupt your trip as well. But the point is is that there are specific requirements in the policy. And you have to read those requirements very literally. And there are different. And there are differences between policies on this matter. Yes, there are. Some policies may not even have the mention of a time period. Other policies may require up to 24 consecutive hours. And when they say 24 consecutive hours, they mean 24, not 23. Not 12, but 24 consecutive hours. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly do. Now, there are a couple of other benefits, too. I just had a client that, that uh, called in earlier this morning, and she and her family are, are stuck in an East Coast airport, and their outbound flight, and this is on the return home from a cruise, their outbound flight has been canceled and may not take place for another day or two. This is because of weather? Because of the hurricane, yes, okay. because of the weather. And okay. she has in her policy, and this is typical of most travel insurance policies, a travel delay benefit. And travel delay benefit uh, reimburses the client for additional living expenses that are incurred because their flight's been canceled. Okay, so hotel and food, that sort of thing? Yes, the hotel, uh, transportation to and from the airport, food, emergency telephone calls. They have to keep receipts. You have to be very careful about keeping receipts. And again, there are specific requirements. In this particular person's uh, policy, there's a minimum of 12 hours of delay. And I'm sure she's going to go well beyond the 12 hours because I think the, the airport that she's in currently has been shut down for quite some time. It's going to be a day before they're picking up flights again. Okay. Uh, so she's got that benefit. There's there's four people, and there's the benefit is times four. So she's she's got a little bit of money that she can go out and uh, uh, pay for additional living arrangements. Now, also, policies also have trip interruption coverage, that if the flight is delayed more than a specific time period and there is an additional upcharge to catch the next flight out, that may also be covered under uh, a lot of travel insurance policies. Again, as long as you you meet the minimum delay requirement. Well, you know, you mentioned your client who just called you the, that she's yep. there with three family members, so there are four of them traveling. It sort of raises the issue of when do you buy this kind of insurance? When's a smart time to buy it, and when do you probably not need it? Well, the smart time to buy it is when nothing is foreseeable. It's it's before there's a potential for a loss. In other words, like the hurricane, 
uh, it's too late to buy it after the hurricane or the storm is named. Of course. Because the insurance companies are going to say that that is a foreseeable loss and therefore not covered. Got it. Okay. All right, John, um, we've got to let you go. Okay. I really appreciate your joining us. I know you're busy this weekend, but thanks so much for giving us a glimpse. Thank you for asking me on. John Cook is the owner of QuoteRight.com. Right is spelled with a W, by the way. So check it out, QuoteRight.com, and you can, pair, can compare and contrast different travel insurance policies and get set for your trip. We'll be right back. We're going to take a look at the direction of airfares. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ready for the trip of a lifetime? Then explore the world with Colette Vacations, a travel leader in escorted tours. Innovative and diverse, Colette Vacations offers world travel featuring river cruises, land tours, rail journeys, and much more. If you're looking for a vacation specifically designed for families or you're a small group looking for a big adventure, Colette Vacations has the package for you. To learn more about travel opportunities with Colette Vacations or to book a tour, visit ColetteVacations.com or RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. My wife's monthly trip to the beauty salon was really adding up. I mean, between dyeing her roots and trimming the dead ends, we were going dead broke. So to save some money, I'm cutting it for her while she sleeps. Shh, shh, no, no, don't wake up yet. Go to sleep, go to sleep. You're almost gorgeous. Oh, she is going to love this. There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Do you love big, rich flavor? Hi, I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams. Nothing compliments a great steak like a Boston lager. The big, rich flavor of a steak deserves a big, rich, flavorful beer. Our caramelized malt and almost reckless use of hops give Boston lager an unmistakably bold taste that goes perfect with the juicy steak. Boston lager and steak. Delicious. Yeah, do you know? Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe and responsibly. Get in the zone. Changing your oil when you're supposed to is the single best thing you can do to help your engine last longer. So come to AutoZone now and get a 5-plus quart jug of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a Fram Extra Guard oil filter for just $19.99. Or upgrade to Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil and a Fram Tough Guard filter for just $3 more. See store for restrictions and details. Helping you protect your engine and your investment. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 18 minutes after the hour, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. This portion of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our friends at Colette Vacations. You've heard us talking about them the past uh, few months. You can uh, go to my website, RudyMaxa.com, and scroll on down that homepage and click on the Colette Vacations box, and you can be connected to them. You can also call them at 800-762-5345. That's 800-762-5345. You know, the two most frequently asked questions I get as a consumer travel expert is, number one, should I change my money here when I'm going over? or when I get there? The 
The answer to that is very quick. Use an ATM when you get there and as you travel. The second most oft-asked question is, are airfares going up? I Should I buy a ticket now? Or are they going to go down? Are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? Are they going to go up? Well, one guy actually makes a living looking at these sort of things, and he's my next guest. His name is Vaughn, uh, Vaughn Cordell, and he's the chief analyst for Airline Forecast. That's a company that studies airlines and airfares and advises investment groups and Wall Street firms. Vaughn, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Good morning, uh, Reddy. Okay, first of all, how, I mean, it's, how, airline fares seem so erratic to the general public, and of course they are. They're, 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 they're set by computers every second, depending on supply and demand for particular flights. So how do you, as an analyst of airlines, make any kind of educated uh, judgment about trends when it comes to fares? Well, it's all mathematically generated based on models. And think about this. They deregulated uh, speculation in the oil markets uh, a few years back, and that created a tremendous amount of volatility. Uh, and uh, volatility in fuel costs drive volatility in fares. So if, if uh, fuel goes up um, 10% on average over the last several years, uh, fares uh, can go up. Uh, or earnings can change 35%. So the airlines have to uh, try to stabilize their earnings to keep the stock price stabilized. And um, I'd say 85% of the change in fares is driven by change in fuel. Well, so then you have to look at fuel prices and make predictions as well, don't you? Fuel, capacity in the industry, and GDP, personal consumption expenditures. are three big drivers to fares. Uh, uh, personal consumption expenditures, uh, capacity levels in the U.S. and, and the international markets, and then the price of fuel. It's interesting. I don't hear labor mentioned, the cost of labor. Well, labor is uh, fairly fixed over contract periods. So uh, there's 70% of all the labor contracts are amenable this year and next. So we're about to get a gap up in labor costs, probably in the 2 to $4 billion range for the entire industry. So fares could go up another 2 or 3% because of that. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Um, it's now, you know, to coming to the end of summer in, in 2011. When you look in your crystal ball and, and all the uh, uh, permutations uh, on, on your, uh, your mathematical formulas, what do, you, what do you see for airline fares in the near term and then in the long term? Well, you're asking the right guy because this is kind of what we focus in on. Fares right. uh, this year uh, across the board for the uh, weighted average for the four big network airlines, seven low-cost airlines, and then 21 commuter or regional carriers that are really controlled and owned or contracted with the networks. Uh, this year, uh, we've got fares up around 12.5%. Next year, only 1.8%. Really? Wow. So that's sort of good news for, well, for consumers, it anyway. Well, depends on how you look at it. The, if you look at these fares, uh, they've been going up um, over the last two years, primarily because of all the mergers and acquisitions. Remember, um, U.S. Air and American West um, merged a few years back. Sure, Delta and Northwest and now Continental, Continental United. United. And now Southwest and Airtran. Right. Interestingly enough, Southwest has been the low-fare, uh, low-cost airline for uh, 35 years. Uh, I've been thinking they've been in business for about 40. Unfortunately, for Southwest shareholders, 
the airline has been in decline for the last decade in terms of earning the cost of capital. And to put this into context, their market cap was about $16 billion in 2000. Today, I think it's around 6 or $7 billion, $6 billion or $7 billion, I think. Well, I, I have noticed them raising fares. Well, they've been the most aggressive this year. For, I don't know, 10 years, they've inflation-adjusted revenue per and plane passenger. A little different calculation than average fares. It's been around $100. Well, the second quarter, up to $146, I Whoa. believe. Whoa, yeah. a 47. So, that's a big increase. Well, it's a big increase over the, um, uh, the, 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 the decade prior to the fuel hikes and the slowing economy. So the U.S. airline industry is in a, is in a decline and has been for a while, and the mergers and, and, and the consolidation has increased pricing power. It's doubled, basically. So we use a, a methodology called the Herfindel Index to me- measure market concentration and pricing power. The Herfindel it, Index. I love that. Well, it's something the uh, Mr. uses to calculate uh, pricing power and market concentration to approve or disapprove you know, well, mergers. Let me just remind you, Vaughn Cordell is an analyst with Airline Forecast, a company that studies airline fares and advises investment groups and Wall Street uh, firms. Uh, let me interrupt you, Vaughn. Sure. Conventional wisdom is that with the consolidation of companies, in other words, fewer airlines competing against each other, fares will go up. But you Correct. say for the next year, they're only expected to, they're expected to rise less than 2%. Does that well, mean... Well, that's for 2012. For 2012. This year, up almost 13%. Right. So what, so what you're saying is that that has already been built in, those fare increases. Increases with well, these they mergers. have because next year we have uh, stable fuel versus this year. We have an economy that's probably being growing at maybe two percent, which is uh, significantly lower than the uh, forecast. I mean, normal recoveries in, in after recessions of you know three and a half, four percent. Right. Uh, and we've got a, a, a higher level of fares. Uh, Vaughn, how do you know there's going to be stable year. fuel prices in 2012? Well, we use a base case, worst case, and uh, a best case, and we are building our models on an assumption that oil is, uh, that, or let's be more specific, jet fuel will be 3 to $3.10 a gallon. There is and a what lot is it of volatility today? in there. What is, Vaughn, what does it cost today? Uh, well, right now for the airlines is about two seventy-five, two eighty-two, but you really can't go by the price of oil. West Texas Intermediate um, uh, is one of the indexes that a lot of people use, uh, but uh, and that's gone down quite a bit. But fuel prices have not fallen as fast because the refiner cost or the so-called crack spread is higher. So. West Texas Intermediate doesn't represent world fuel prices anymore. It's really uh, Brent. All right, so but, Brent but you're is saying much, much higher. But you're saying that that jet fuel prices will remain fairly stable or just rise a bit, and that uh, well, that's that's quite a, quite a bit from uh, from let's say uh, uh, 2009. Uh, in 2007. Remember, 2008, they really uh, jumped up quite a bit. So in in 2007, the jet fuel was only $2.17. And then 2009, it went back down to $1.71. 
Wow. So 2010, uh, last year, 220. This year, 301. That's a huge jump. Well, That's- are airlines actually making money again? Well, they made $4 billion last year. We're roughing out about $2 billion this year, about half of what they made last year because of this uh, fairly uh, 30, 30% jump up in fuel prices this year over last. Now, uh, excuse me, in 2011, it's 37% increase in fuel prices over last. That's what drives the fares. Right. Um, now, so that, look- now, next year, because fuel is at a higher level, 302 versus 220 last year per gallon, uh, fuel prices will only go up 2%. So guess what? Fares go up 2%. So then, so so to your friends who say, Vaughn, uh, I, I want to go in the spring to Europe. Should I buy now or wait till we get closer to spring? It really sounds like six and one half a dozen the other. Uh, it's so volatile, uh, and 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 they 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 change the prices kind of hourly now. So uh, the the bottom line is that average fares are up about twelve and a half percent this year uh, over last. Next year they'll be up around two percent because fuel prices have stabilized at a higher level, and GDP is going to be a little slower. So we've got the, the big boost in fares is, is this year over last. Vaughn Cordell is the chief analyst for Airline Forecast. Vaughn, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Stick around. We'll be back. We're going to keep talking about uh, sort of the business of travel. We're going to find out whether you can deduct some of the cost of your travel. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work, all the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once, literally. I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. A 33 after the hour. I think we sort of have a theme developing uh, this hour. We uh, talked to John Cook about the wisdom of travel insurance, and we just talked to Vaughn Cordell, about, uh, who's an airline analyst, about the future uh, outlook for airline ticket prices. We'll keep the theme going. We're joined by Patty Moss. She is a certified public accountant. She lives in Chicago, Illinois. She's a friend of mine, and she is also new to the blogging world for travel. Uh, Patty, welcome to the show. You don't know what you're getting in for when you start blogging. It's a cruel mistress. 
I think you may be right. Hi, Rudy. Good to talk with you. <laughs> nice to talk to you. And I asked Patty to come on the show to talk, uh, put on her accountant cap and talk a little about deductibility of travel, when you can deduct travel expenses, when you can't, that sort of thing. Generally speaking, Patty, what's the overview on that? I think our listeners need to keep three things in mind. The primary thing is that you have to have a business purpose for the travel. If you can't connect it somehow with your business, then you're probably not going to get a deduction. Uh, also, you have to actually spend some money. You can't try to put a value on your time or try to put a value on your frequent flyer miles that you use to get somewhere. And finally, you have to keep records. The IRS loves records, and the more the better. Yeah, so, And accountants love records records, don't they? Well, we do. We do. <laughs> so it's got to be cash out of pocket. Um, but let's say uh, you said it has to do with your business. Let's say you have a full-time job, you're a teacher, you're whatever, but you have sort of another business slash hobby. You like to you write travel articles for your local paper on the summer when you have off of your uh, teacher. Can you deduct part of your vacation costs or a cruise if you can find a business reason that where you're, you're trying to make money from, from that uh, trip? You might be able to. You know, it does depend on the the type of business that you're running and whether or not you're making any income. The other the other thing the IRS loves to talk about are hobby losses. So, if they don't feel they the IRS don't feel that it rises to the level of a real trade or business, it definitely can be part time. It could be the summer job of a teacher. But if you never make any income and you always have uh, expenses which create a loss, at some point they could decide that's not really a true business motive. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, how about folks who go to seminars and conventions and deduct every penny they spend? Legal, not legal? You know, it could go either way. I think there's lots of legitimate reasons to go to seminars and conventions. If they're directly connected with what you do as a business, it probably is 100% deductible. On the other hand, I see lots of ads out there for things that are like, quote, investment seminars that people try to go to, and they're always in fun places, nice resorts. Those, probably not so much. What about uh, folks, let's say you go to a convention for your business or your profession in, in uh, you know, as you call them, a fun destination, a Vegas or a Caribbean island, but you decide to stay three more days for vacation. Um, is the government ever going to find out about that if you deduct those three days? <laughs> find out about it, huh? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, the thing that's important is that there was an, a primary business purpose for the trip. If there's a primary business purpose, then you likely can deduct all of your transportation expense, but okay. the expenses after you get there, you'd have to prorate or, or identify specifically which were business and which were personal. So you all wouldn't you... be able to deduct a fishing trip, you know, if you're not a fisherman. All right, you have just uh, started a travel blog. Now, as a travel blogger, when you travel, can you, I know you have a full-time job with a big firm as an accountant, when you travel and write post things on your blog, is that deductible? You know, I'm thinking about that. I think uh, at this point, I'm I'm just getting started, and I may or may not be able to do that. Certainly, some of the other expenses are definitely deductible, like the actual software for the you know the domain name and mm -hmm. all the things related to starting up the blog, the travel expenses themselves. I'm still thinking about that. I am a CPA, you know. Well, part of what you're going to do in your blog is write about these issues. What is your URL for your blog for listeners who might want to check in on it? It is chicago-gal.com. Easy enough. Yep. Now, what about, just real, we've got about a minute left, uh, natural disasters. People want to go over to Japan and help out. Something may come up with Irene where someone wants to go to 
New York City or, or, or to North Carolina to help rebuild or help some folks. Are those things deductible? You know, generally they are. They're deductible actually as a charitable contribution as opposed to a business expense. Um, the trips are usually sponsored by a charity. You know, it's the Salvation Army or the Doctors Without Borders, something like that. You're working directly with a charity to provide services, so the, the expenses that you are out of pocket for airfare or driving your car, hotel, et cetera, those would all be deductible as charitable contributions. Excellent advice, all of it. Patty Moss is uh, in the personal financial services practice with Ernst & Young. She's been there since 1981, so she knows what she's talking about, and she does tax planning and tax returns for high net worth individual clients. The only listeners to this radio show, Patty, are high net worth individual clients, I know. Absolutely. Uh, her blog uh, her blog is titled Travel and Taxes Both Start with T. You can find it at chicago-gal.com, and she tweets at Chicago Trav Gal. So if you uh, are on the fence about whether you can deduct expenses or not, you might want to check in with chicago-gal.com because Patty's going to be blogging about um, how travel and taxes intersect and whether they ought to or not. Hey, Patty, I really th- uh, enjoy, your, uh, enjoy, your, uh, I, I enjoy your blog, and I thank you for joining me on Rudy Max's World today. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity. Take care, Patty. Bye. Bye-bye. Stick around. When we come back, what are we doing when we come back? I think we're going to do some uh, deals of the week, aren't we? Yeah. No, we're going to talk with Patrick Smith, our Ask the Pilot. Stick around. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. As a home plate ump, my eyesight is my paycheck. Strike one! Strike that thing was chin high! But the price of monthly contact lenses was eating me up. Strike two! Come on, it bounced to the plate! So to save some money, I'm just using these glasses I found. Cha-ching! Strike three! You're out! He hasn't even pitched the ball yet! There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Get in the zone! Changing your oil when you're supposed to is the single best thing you can do to help your engine last longer. So come to AutoZone now and get a 5-plus quart jug of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a Fram ExtraGuard oil filter for just $19.99. Or upgrade to Valvoline MaxLife high mileage motor oil and a Fram TuffGuard filter for just $3 more. See store for restrictions and details. Helping you protect your engine and your investment. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Do you love big, rich flavors? 
flavor. Hi, I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams. Nothing compliments a great steak like a Boston lager. The big, rich flavor of a steak deserves a big, rich, flavorful beer. Our caramelized malt and almost reckless use of hops give Boston lager an unmistakably bold taste that goes perfectly with a juicy steak. Boston lager and steak. Delicious. Yeah, who do you Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe and responsibly. Ready for the trip of a lifetime? Then explore the world with Colette Vacations, a travel leader in escorted tours. Innovative and diverse, Colette Vacations offers world travel featuring river cruises, land tours, rail journeys, and much more. If you're looking for a vacation specifically designed for families or you're a small group looking for a big adventure, Colette Vacations has the package for you. To learn more about travel opportunities with Colette Vacations or to book a tour, visit ColetteVacations.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. It's been way too long since we had Patrick Smith on the show. Uh, Patrick Smith writes the popular column for Salon.com, Ask the Pilot, or you can go to his own website, AskThePilot.com. He is a pilot with a major commercial airline here in the United States that uh, he prefers not to name, just for all kinds of reasons. And uh, it's been too long since we talked to you. Patrick, welcome back to the show. I feel that way, too, Rudy. How are you? <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, I know you were supposed to fly out of the East Coast tonight uh, with your airline. Is that happening, or is it too soon to tell? Uh, it's it's too soon to tell. The airlines are being proactive and canceling uh, literally hundreds of flights. Uh, those of us who've grown up in the Northeast know these things have a tendency of fizzling out. So let's see if this works out for them. I don't know. The danger, of course, is um, you know things don't work out not to be nearly as bad as as some are fearing, and then they've canceled all these flights for no good reason. It's been a strange year between the earthquake and tsunami in japan and, and remember the volcanoes uh, the volcano in iceland and now this uh, i mean natural disasters uh, proverbial acts of god whatever you want to call them you know can result in tens of billions of, of dollars in losses across the industry sure well it's a good thing that planes can fly themselves isn't it ha don't get me started well, that's why we called you up. Uh, you did a column recently on whether planes can fly themselves, which uh, I gather you, you think is an aviation myth. Oh, it's definitely an aviation myth. And, and this idea that pilotless commercial planes are waiting in the future is, is really a foolish extrapolation of, of the existing technologies out there. It, it, it really drives me crazy when I hear researchers and academics and people talking about this idea. I, I don't understand why this the, the pilotless plane concept is seen as some logical inevitability. I mean, are modern medical advances seen as a means for getting doctors out of the operating rooms? Of course not. Um, so what does and, it mean it, when a plane's on autopilot? Well, an autopilot is, is, is a tool. Um, you still have to tell it what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. The autopilot isn't flying the plane quote-unquote, the crew is flying the plane through the autoflight system. That's probably the best way to describe it. And the analogy I like to use is that an automated cockpit is similar to the, um, the automated operating room. 
um, and, and thus uh, a commercial plane can no more fly itself than, than an operating room can perform a, a surgical procedure by itself. Um, Is it, it, an it makes comparison? the job easier and it, it, it improves the professional capabilities of the pilot and the surgeon, but it's, it's not doing the job on its own by any stretch. Is it an apt comparison, or is it too simple to liken it to a cruise control on a car when you're on an interstate? Yeah, that's that's too simple. Um, it, it, it can do a lot more than that conceptually, but it's it, it's hard to explain without sitting in an airplane or in a simulator and showing somebody exactly how all this works. But it bugs you, doesn't it, that people believe planes can fly themselves and pilots are sort of, they can take off and land themselves? Which they can't. Uh, there's no such thing as an automatic takeoff at all. Um, and maybe one out of every hundred or so landings are quote-unquote automatic. And, and even those automatic landings, you know, the crew is still fairly busy setting up the procedure, monitoring the procedure, managing the procedure. I once heard a story, and I don't know if this is apocryphal, but you can tell me that uh, some pilot flying into France, uh, the pilot and co-pilot fell asleep, and that the plane landed itself on autopilot, and they sort of woke up when it, the t wheels touched the runway. Is that possible? Uh, no, no, that's that's simply ridiculous. And uh, the the comeback to this is, well, what about drones? What about these UAVs um, that are so popular now uh, with the military? And uh, it's it's really apples and oranges. I mean, a UAV, a military drone, is not a 767 with 200 people on it. I mean, they have vastly different missions, vastly different capabilities, and and. With the drone, with the UAV, frankly, there's just a lot less at stake should something go wrong. And you still got a pilot somewhere in a computer room in Florida is controlling a pilot over the Mideast, right? Sure. Above and beyond all that, you still have to have a human being controlling this thing. All right. We got about a minute left, Patrick. Uh, I noticed that that uh, more and more pilots are being handed iPad twos instead of uh, to replace those heavy flight bags you guys have to carry. A good thing? A great thing. Um, the flight bag I used to carry around. Uh, contained uh, oh, uh, four different manuals full of charts and diagrams to two different aircraft and company manuals, uh, about five pounds of maps, uh, probably you know, 30 pounds worth of material, and all this now can be uh, accessible through digital format. I think it's a great idea. Patrick Smith is the author of Ask the Pilot at Salon.com. You can also visit his website. You can even order a hat that says Ask the Pilot. He's gotten that big. He's a small empire. Patrick, thanks for uh, joining us this weekend. Have a nice flight if you do take off this evening. Thanks, Rudy. Anytime. Take care. We'll be right back. Got a couple deals of the week for you. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Oh, welcome to the tail end of Rudy Maxa's World. Always an unhappy time. I've got a lot to talk about this week and uh, always do. Hope you'll be back with us next weekend. A word of condolence sent out to uh, uh, Richard Branson, owner of Virgin Atlantic and 
Virgin Telephone and Virgin Hotels and Virgin Radio. God knows he owns everything, for goodness sake. Richard Branson had a fabulous, for the last several decades, a fabulous vacation home on a small island in the British Virgin Islands called Necker Island, N-E-C-K-A-R. Uh, I was lucky enough to be a guest there, oh gosh, maybe 17 or 18 years ago. Um, just a just an incredible place, and as you may know, on Monday it caught fire and uh, burned to the ground. Kate Winslet and her mother, her 90-year-old mother, were guests there, and uh, uh, fortunately no one was uh, harmed in the fire, and I saw Richard Branson on the news with a smile on his face. Boy, that guy is one upbeat guy, saying we're going to rebuild it, and his daughter's wedding's still going to be there, even though the new digs probably won't be completed yet. Separate from the uh, large guest home that had 10 bedrooms, as I recall, and 10 baths, uh, is, is another private home, which is where Mr. Branson was sleeping and where I presume... Uh, uh, the wedding guests will stay when that happens. Anyway, uh, Necker Island burned down this week. Uh, it'll it'll come back bigger than ever. Time to do a couple deals of the week. Yes. The cash register sounds means you're going to save money by listening to this radio show. I like this one. Uh, maybe you're familiar with the website called um, Oyster.com. It reviews hotels around the world, and and uh, it's not consumer reviews. It's not people who are reviewing. It's actual professional journalists who were sent out and who paid for their hotel nights. They've got a summer weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend deal. Um, if you've waited until the last minute to make your Labor Day plans, you might want to consider this. Go to Oyster.com. And uh, book $500 worth of hotel stays and use the code LABORDAY2011, and you'll get $50 off any hotel until September 5th at midnight. Again, Oyster.com is the website, Oyster.com. Uh, the code is LABORDAY2011. Book at least $500 worth of hotels, uh, hotel nights at uh, Oyster.com. Uh, use it before September 15th, excuse me, September 5th at midnight, and you get $50 uh, off your stay. Not bad. Now, here's a, uh, here's a bit of a more ambitious deal. It's a 50% off companion ticket from Air Pacific. This is a nice deal because Air Pacific flies uh, from Los Angeles and Honolulu to 10 destinations in the South Pacific, including, including Fiji and Tonga, Australia, Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne in Australia, and in New Zealand, it flies to Auckland and Christchurch. Your second fare, that is for your companion, is half off if you book by the end of this year and travel before March 31st, or really April 1st, because it's good for travel through March 31st of uh, 2012. On the website, you will see they put 2011. I think that's a typo. They meant 2012. Um, so... Go to uh, go to Air Pacific and look for what's called its Get Friendly campaign. Get Friendly campaign. Not bad. 50% off uh, airfare to the, uh, uh, to the Pacific, to Australia, to Fiji, to Tonga, to New Zealand. Pretty good deal, I'd say. Got a couple other deals. These are mainly hotel deals. Uh, the Sheraton Nassau Beach Resort, which uh, probably got walloped along with the wretch of Nassau in the hurricane, uh, does have a rate, uh, a special rate beginning at $139 with a food and beverage credit uh, that's valued on the length of your stay. Complimentary non-motorized water sports. You're going to receive a $250 instant air credit for stays of four or five nights or a $400 instant air credit for stays of six nights or more if you book by the end of this month for travel through December 21st. So uh, watch the news, see how uh, fix-up things and repairs are doing on uh, Nassau, the island of Nassau, since it was uh, uh, hit by Hurricane Irene. Uh, but you can find more details by going to SheratonNassau.com forward slash instant hyphen air hyphen credit. That's SheratonNassau.com forward slash instant hyphen air 
credit. $400 air credit or up to $400 if you book by August 31st for a stay through December 21st at the Sheraton Nassau. Uh, beach resort. Sandestin is a golf and beach resort in Florida. They're going to give you a free night when you buy two. Uh, again, uh, check the conditions down there. Well, Florida was largely unscathed by Irene, so it should be uh, just fine. Sandestin's got a variety of accommodations. Uh, you can stay on the beach. You can stay on the bay. Uh, they've got dining and, shop, and shopping and, and nightlifes. Uh, this Labor Day weekend, um, there's an art walk going on in the local town. You will receive a free night with the purchase of two this fall if you mention the code FREE3. Free night if you stay this fall at Sandestin Golf and Beach Resort in Florida. Uh, that's about all I got for Deals of the Week. That's about all I have for Rudy Max's World. I'm so glad you could join me this week. If you're on the East Coast, I hope you're somewhere safe, that you and your family and friends are staying dry, and that uh, as a result, I'll see you right here again next weekend. If you're on the West Coast, well, things are going nicely there. All the earthquakes are on the East Coast this week, and so is the bad weather uh, for the moment. If you're coming to Minnesota, don't forget the State Fair is going on right outside of uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, great thing to go. You can see the Butter Queens. Do you know what Butter Queens are? I didn't know till I moved to this state. Butter Queens are, well, a Butter Queen is someone who's elected a Butter Queen. This is a big dairy state, as is Wisconsin next door. Uh, and a Butter Queen is, uh, is a woman, usually a young woman, who's been elected to be the Butter Queen. And at the Minneapolis State Fair, or the Minnesota State Fair, excuse me, she sits in a highly cooled air-conditioned room while a sculpture while a sculptor does a sculpture of her head a bust of her head made entirely of butter it was new to me when I came here I thought it was pretty weird when I asked them what they did they said well we put them in the freezer and save them forever so someday the kids can look at mom's butter sculpture and know what she looked like see you next weekend at Rudy Max's World have a lovely one listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.